Hello, my little undead fishies. This is Melanie, the American host of Zombie Fishbowl, a podcast about random shit. As we mentioned in previous episodes, Danielle's going to be a little touch and go for the next couple months up until about April because she's really busy with school and work and all kinds of non-me related things, which I know. What? What? Anyway, so I figured while she's doing that, we're still going to have our we're going to have our fun episodes with me and her every other week. But I thought in the interim, since I'm still going to have days off with nothing to do, no one to talk to, and I really hate cleaning my house, um, I would do some little mini-sodes. So this episode is really me asking you, the listener, the fan, my best friends, to give me any sort of ideas. If there's anything you want me to expound on from previous episodes, anything you want, just like a little five, ten minute thing about just of me just going off on something, I'm here for you. I got nothing else to do, and I I don't like going two weeks without you hearing me. <laughs> it's all about me. Listen to me. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I cracked myself up. So when I say mini so these will probably be super mini, probably five, ten minutes long, since I don't have anyone to bounce off of or to get lost in conversation, because I know that our episodes tend to be crazy long. That's just because me and Danielle, honest to God, can't stop talking to each other. I just love that woman so much, and she's going to cringe when she hears how much I just love her. I love you so much, Danielle! Anyway, so I thought for um, my first mini-sode, I was listening back to the Four Horsemen episode, or Apocalypse one, and I realized I never got to finish my little thing on the Book of Revelations for Dummies. It's a short thing, um, basically, where there are four different views as to how to view the Book of Revelations. Also, I, I, I remember at one point in the episode, Danielle goes, is it Old Old Testament? No. Uh, the Revelations is New Testament. I mean, if you're into this sort of thing, it's worth reading there are some neat, weird stories in there. I say weird, and I don't mean to be offensive. I, there are some neat stories in there. It's just, it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around um, as a pagan. So when I read it, I unfortunately come at it from the aspect, or from the from the side of a, just a fiction fan. And you know, it's interesting fiction. <laughs> it's 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 an interesting story. So here we go. I'm just gonna dive right into it, I guess. There are four thoughts on the apocalypse, and this is an excerpt from the Book of Revelations for Dummies, which I thought was really funny. We have the preterist thought. Now, preterism is a Christian view which interprets some or all of biblical prophecies as events that have already happened. So it's not so much telling the future, it's encapsulating the past. So in the preterist view, Revelation speaks of things that are already history. The book isn't a prophecy about the end of time. It's directed at Christians trying to live their faith in the Roman Empire. Because at the time, it was very hard to be a Christian in the Roman Empire. This is the prevailing view among many modern scholars who aren't aligned with Christianity. So these are people that are looking at it from a historical context and not a religious one. The strength of this concept or, or understanding is that the observation that the book was intended for a first century audience. So the book was intended for the audience at the time and not for us to read in the future and go, oh, in 200 years, the four horsemen will climb out of a book. The weakness is that it fails to take 
uh, into consideration the seriousness of the concept of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit can do as far as telling you the future. Then we have the historicist thought on the book of Revelation, which is that Revelation gives a bird's eye view to the entire sweep of Christian church history from, from post-Pentecost church until Jesus returns. The strength of this is the conviction that God controls the full course of history, but the weakness is that Revelation then has little relevance to its original audience. So the strength is that it's good in believing that God controls all of history from from pre-written Bible to the future, but it's um, taking it in that context means that the original audience, the intended audience for it, some many, many years ago, <laughs> Uh, it's 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 irrelevant to them, and that's not what this book was. Revelations was directed very specifically at these very specific churches at the time. So so this is not fully accurate. Then we have the idealist thought on the book of Revelations, which is that there is no correlation between the visions and any historical reality; that they are simply symbols of the ongoing struggle between good and evil. That makes sense to me. But, I mean, so does Harry Potter. Um, the strength of this argument is that the Book of Revelation clearly communicates enduring ideals. But the weakness is that it divorces ideas from history, thereby calling into question Jesus' historical death, resurrection, and ascension. So, so it disregards the Bible kind of as a whole, but it does enforce this, this good versus evil, 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 evil argument. And then we have the fourth thought, which is the futurist. By the sixth seal, the book describes events leading up to Jesus' return. Glancing at earlier stages of redemptive history, illuminate end-time events. The focus is on the historical struggle that unfolds at the end of the age and climaxes with Jesus' second coming. So the strength of this argument, this, this takes the Bible a little bit more seriously as a prophecy. Um, it incorporates the insights of the other views without sacrificing the essential point of their position, namely that the book prophecies a literal return of Jesus and a new creation of heaven on earth. The, the weakness of this futuristic view is that it interprets the first half where it's all about um, what is relevant to the people at the time, and then it declares that at in, in the future, by the sixth seal, everything else is all about the final period of earth history before Christ returns. Critics find this arbitrary and, and unconvincing, so it it sort of disregards how it's relevant to the people at the time, and it's all about focusing on the end time prophesied by the book. Um, I, I like a little bit more of a literal view where it's just about telling the people at the time how to survive their persecution, how to get their churches together, because their churches were hot messes. Some of them were good. A good majority of them were either corrupt, um, doing some gnarly, not-cool not stuff under the table, or they were not standing up for Jesus. They weren't uh, fighting or, or, what's the word, they, they were sort of denying Christ in order to not be killed or persecuted. So this was all about, like, no, call, call Jesus' name, you will, there will be people suffering, but in the end, we will have control, and you know what, they're not wrong. Christians kind of dominate a massive chunk of our planet and, and politics and policies, so in the end, their suffering in the Roman times did bring about a huge 
huge jump in power uh, to them. It took a while to get there, but, you know, biblically, it was worth it. Now, when it, as far as the, the end times, the fire, the brimstone, the the third of all oceans boiling, the third of all men killed, giant locusts the size of horses, it's a little bit more fantastical. I think we like to imagine, no matter what philosophy you come from, I think we like to imagine just that sort of end time. It just feels fitting. Like, there's got to be an end to this at some point. I don't really know where I'm going with that, but I did feel like when I was listening back on the episode, I'm like, oh, I didn't get to finish my, my, my dummy thoughts moment. So this is me finishing my dummy thoughts moment. I hope that you got anything out of it and that made any sense. Um, if you have any ideas on little future minisodes you'd like me to talk about, we got... We have until April, so give me all your little ideas. And I mean little. I, I'm not going to go into a full thing about, you know, uh, ghosties or what. I have tons of ghost stories. If you want some of my ghost stories, I can give you some of those. Or we can save them for when we have, when they're relevant to ghosty type episodes that we'll have in the future. Um, if you want me to go on about a certain particular kind of merc creature or fairy. Ooh, there's lots of fairies I could do. Maybe I'll just do a bunch of little mini-sets about fairies. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Hit us up on our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram at Zombie Fishbowl or Zombie Fishbowl Podcast. We are what? Easy enough to find. That's right. You can also hit us up on Zombie Fishbowl Podcast at gmail.com. That is a great place for you to send your submissions. Um, let us know if you want to shout out your name or if you have some kind of code name or secret service name you'd like to throw out. We can do that too. We like to give you the opportunity to be heard as well. So, Please. Also, if you if you have a story, I'll, I'll read your own ghost stories. I'll read your fairy stories. Send them to me. Give me something to do. I don't want to wash dishes. All right. And with that, I'll end. This was fun. Short little mini-sode. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I will talk to you later.